Hey everyone, welcome back to Authentic Avenue. My name's Adam Connor, and I think you're gonna love today's guest if you love pilots of rocket ships. I'm talking with Zahir Koja. He's the general manager of North America for Afterpay, which is leading the charge in the buy now, pay later craze. And if you haven't read up on that, then you've surely seen that option for payment in your favorite online shopping destinations. I talked to Zahir today a little bit about why he joined that organization, which happened prior to the announcement that Block would be acquiring the business for $29 billion. What it means to lead teams through change, which now he has to do specifically through influence rather than force. And then we finally touch on something which he is a passionate champion of, which is authentic human leadership. I actually saw that in his LinkedIn bio and I thought, I got to interview this guy regardless of what he's doing. I met him during his time at MasterCard, during which time he also met the founders of Afterpay. And having joined that organization via an acquisition myself, I wanted to dive in more to how you lead people through that kind of change, because people sometimes see it as an opportunity and sometimes they see it as a pressure point. Regardless, he's got great insight there. He defines that A word for us and he leaves us with some advice as to how to pave our own authentic avenue as you're well used to hearing. So, Let's get to that, shall we? I'll get out of the way. This is Zahir Koja. Hey, Zahir, how you doing? Good morning, Adam. Nice to speak with you as well. All's going well over here. How about you? Well, all's going well here. Things aren't as hyper growth as where you are right now. Um, podcasting has, you know, uh, to my favor, has been in favor for the last couple of years. But my God, this year has been an absolute rocket ship. Buy now, pay later. I want to talk about that right off the top. We met during your time at MasterCard, during my time just after MasterCard, and you surely were aware of this trend before a lot of other people because you were in the payment space. What about right now, the team at Afterpay, the people convinced you to make that jump? Yeah, thanks for having me on on the podcast today, Adam. It's a pleasure to be here with you. let, let me first take a step back by telling you a little bit about, about Afterpay. So we're a global leader in buy now, pay later. As you say, it's, it's a rocket ship. Um, and, I, and I truly mean it. It is a rocket ship because um, it's a space that offers at, at its very basic level, interest-free installment payments for goods that consumers need and want. But more importantly, it allows consumers to use their own money to pay over time. And what I mean by using their own money is consumers want the benefit of, um, of having credit, but they want to be able to pay with their own money. And today, 90%, over 90% of our customers repay with debit. So there's a tangible shift away from credit cards, um, similar to what we saw in 2008. And the millennials and Gen Zs, they're the ones demonstrating this aversion uh, to financial risk because they want to live in a world where they can um, borrow, but they also want to live in a world where they know they can make uh, repayments and they can use the tool to budget in a way that makes sense for their lifestyle, which is really important to the millennials and the Gen Zs because they've seen their parents in 2008 and what they went through and they don't want to be part of that as well. Our um, if you, if, if you look at our, like our mission is an economy in which everybody wins, right? And we do this by recalibrating a global economy that's accessible, sustainable, transparent, and equitable than the one we inherited. 
And when we succeed, that's where we create a flywheel in which customers have more freedom and control. Merchants have the ability to trade better and the burden of debt is eradicated from society. That's where you get an economy where everybody wins. Now, going back to your original question about why did I join Afterpay? Of course, I come from the payment space and I saw, you know, the rocket ship that was happening in buy now, pay later. And I was super excited about joining a leading edge company. In fact, the company that virtually created the industry of buy now, pay later as we know it today. Uh, and I saw the potential there. But the main reason I joined was because of the authenticity and the humility of our two co-founders, Anthony Eisen and Nick Molnar. Um, I had the privilege of meeting both of them during my days at MasterCard and the passion that they brought to their business, the passion that they brought for the consumer, for the merchant, but more importantly, the passion for their team is really what drew me in. They're both very successful, as you well know, but extremely humble enough to know that as they're building and growing, they're continuing to learn and they continue to lead with a people first mindset. And for me, that was the biggest draw because despite the size of the business, the growth of the business, it's important to have leadership that has that passion to grow, has that vision, that insight, but also has the humility to understand what they don't know and ask for support to take this to the next level. And, you know, putting people first is something that a lot of organizations will say, something that I've lived, witnessed, and am continuing uh, to be a part of here at Afterpay is exactly that. It is not just words, it is reality. Now, I got to ask you then about, you joined this team, and by the way, it's cool that you met them before you joined. I mean, obviously that happens in due course of taking a new job, but to see them in a different light, like while, while working elsewhere and while ostensibly judging the, like the whole industry, that is a little bit different, I think, because that's something that I always gut check for is like the ego of a leader. Are they actually humble? Do they show empathy? And, and Hey, I'll be honest. A lot of times I see that more readily in organizations which have been started and which have grown like crazy uh, outside of the U S yeah, like, and I don't know if it's just like mentality of leaders outside of the U.S. If it's just like the pool of like crazy money in the U.S. which makes that happen, uh, or what. But that I don't know if that had anything to do with it. But that's that's cool that you were able to see that. Then you come in, and boom, massive news of this acquisition. Yeah, with the express purpose, at least as is stated in the PR, and you can help me clarify of growing and developing the market that you are the GM of. I mean, what a wild responsibility to get thrown in your lap. Although I'm sure you knew that it was, you know, going to be of importance, maybe not at the 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 level that it was immediately, but what what was that like? I mean, what what was open in that email like that morning? Again, going back to uh maybe a bit of a cliche that says, you know, change is the only constant we have. Um but again, the the co-founders of this business are, are true to the mission in an economy where everybody wins. And I think when you look at the sum of the two organizations coming together, that is really what they, that they're striving for. So 
you know, as I, as that started to unfold and, and, you know, I know it became uh, public in, in, in August, um, it's really meant a lot to the organization in leading through change. And I think one of the things that um, Afterpay has done phenomenally well, and, and I'm excited to be a part of this to lead this in North America, is the business has continually had to evolve. Um, if you look at when we started in the U.S., it was in a pre-COVID world, and then all of a sudden COVID hit, and it was the unknown of what's going to happen. And who would have known that online shopping would have taken over as fast as it did, and it fueled the rocket ship to go to new places. So, um, you know, this organization and the people. Um, are just always open for that opportunity to, to, you know, absorb change. And I think it's a good one because I have the opportunity now to work with amazing leaders and with an amazing team to really help lead through that change. And, you know, I think one of the key things around that is it's easy to, um, it's easy to lead with force. It's different to lead through influence. And one of the things here is that, you know, everybody from the founders down to the executive leadership team and everybody involved uh, really roll up their sleeves to get involved. So that everybody knows that you're you're along the, for the ride with them. And so it's important to help people see and understand why we're doing this, um, why it's good for the end merchant, the end consumer, why it's important for our people. And for their careers um, in a joint organization as well. And by articulating that and showing them the light at the end of the tunnel there, I think that's what excites them. Uh, it, it definitely excites me, but it's what excites them and brings them along for the journey. So, you know, this, this is something that I'm practicing with the team now. And I would say while Afterpay has experienced huge growth, in the last few years, what we're going through is unlike anything else right now. And I'm sure two years from now, I'll say that about the next challenge that we take on. Um, because we, we continue to evolve and adapt to the environment that we're in. And if, if you know, it's been our goal as a leadership to really help the team understand the opportunity that this will bring to the extent to which they can learn more uh, and how the business will be stretched in new ways, quite honestly, in ways that we didn't even know, and we probably still don't know even exist out there today. So I'm super excited about, you know, what's ahead of us. I think it's going to stretch us as people. It's going to stretch us as a business. And it's really going to make it more exciting for our merchants to want to do business with us and for our consumers to want to use our our product. Well, I mean, yes, hopefully, hopefully that that happens. And wow, I mean, what a wonderful influx of resources to do it. And also a directive to grow, yes, in these ways that you may not know, which may stretch you in ways that you cannot possibly predict even today right. or the next few years. Two places I want to take this. Uh, one, with regard to the people that you are now leading through that charge. And two, for the people that perhaps led you through it in your career and who you look up to. I'm going to ask that mm -hmm. one second though. Uh, the reason I want to ask the first which is basically going to end in a question about what's the hardest part about leading people through this 
massive event where some people will perceive it as great growth opportunity and some people will perceive it as pressure is because you are no stranger to um, having uh, new companies come into the fold of whatever your organization you're with. I mean, MasterCard did that all the time. My career with MasterCard began as a retail analytics firm that got acquired by them. So I experienced this from like the employee side, from the, from the side getting absorbed. And I had to look up to the people that I'd been, you know, working with as a team prior to that event. And then all of a sudden also having to, you know, respect and cater to the will of the acquirer, you know, the people who are over the top of the, even my leaders. So now you are in this position where you are, now when that happened to me, I was like nine months into the the job and it was my first job. So really I didn't, I kind of didn't know what was going on. Let's be honest. I was, I was like, okay, new boss, fine. That's really how I looked at it. I'm still selling the same thing, at least for now. You've got all of these folks who, whether they are in the job for six minutes or like six months or several years, maybe looking at this in one way or another for their own personal trajectory. Uh-huh. You have an eye as to where the business needs to go, and you know that's going to affect people in different ways. But then you also note the need, at least in the long term, to drive this change through your influence. Well, I want to then ask, I'll go back to the question that I started with at the beginning of that long, long monologue. How do you lead people broadly through this sort of immense event, which may either be presented individually as an opportunity or as a pressure point? Yeah. You know, with any change, um, and especially uh, in a hyper growth industry and environment that we're in today, it can bring a, it can bring upon pressure. And, and it, it, that is not un, un, unknown or unseen. But I think what's important is you got to help people get across the line. And to do that is you have to be empathetic to their challenges. No two individuals are created the same. Um, they have different roles, different backgrounds, different upbringings, different, different emotional responses. And I think as a leader, it's important to understand and seek to understand before being understood around what are the what is it that the individual is going through from a business sense you know it it means coming together to work through a lot of the issues and being vulnerable to say that i am going to make mistakes we are going to make mistakes but to be transparent uh, so that we learn as a team it's also having the ability to say i don't know um, and putting your hand up when you need help because as you as you said at the top of the of the podcast, you know, buy now pay later is on a trajectory or on a rocket ship that is is going super fast, and we are learning as we grow, and there are times when we're going to put our hands up as individuals or as teams to say how do we solve a problem, and I think it's important for people to see that the leadership. Um, are also trying to solve some of these tough problems that are on on the teams. So, you know, as we go into uh, meetings and conversations with our teams and, and individuals, it's communication is is not only verbal. It's also important to see how the person uh, is showing up showing up to that meeting. Um, we're, we're going through interesting times right now. Uh, as a society, right? We had COVID that 
started back in March of 2020. Uh, we've had multiple variants of that that have slowed down or shut down different parts of the world. And each individual is going through their own journey um, as we go through that. So it's important for us as leaders to take notice that they may be going through something personally or professionally and putting a hand out to really help them through that and, and give them the space as well um, and be respectful around what they may be going through. Realizing that sometimes you're going to have to get into the trenches and, and, and do the work and that's okay. Because as I mentioned earlier, if they see that you're in it with them, I think that motivates them, that inspires them, and that you know elevates them to want to to jump in and, and be part of that change as well. Something I'll note here for the listeners is something which uh, I uncovered with you in our prep, which is that it seems that that mentality extends all the way to the top um, to the point that you could like text Nick and Anthony and they'll be available. They are there, 100%. Um, and they are not afraid of getting their hands dirty. And we're not going to speak from here, but it, from your experience, it seems like uh, it seems like they are emulating the same mentality that you are putting forth here, and it extends into the way that people grow and other great leaders get brought on. Which I will also ask about two questions from now because that I do want to come back to the to the first one that I mentioned prior with regard to folks that you've looked up to. Who from your career do you think you've taken the most from? when it comes to leading these teams, wherever they may be, through massive change, whether that be at the company level or at an industry level. Basically, what I'm trying to do is get in your head a little bit and be like, wow, you got these. I mean, anybody who goes, by the way, listeners, anybody who goes on Zaheer's profile is going to see that you know he's an outspoken champion of authentic human leadership. I like that because it starts with the word authentic, but the leadership part's really important, but you don't just grow that overnight. You got to find that somewhere. A lot of it's self-driven. Who do you look up to in that respect? Who taught you? Who helped you build that for yourself? Yeah, you know, I've been fortunate, Adam, that I've had multiple amazing um, mentors and leaders throughout my life. One that I, one that sticks out in my mind that I've looked up to up until now, to be honest with you, is uh, a gentleman by the name of Darren Entwistle, who's the CEO of Telus. Um, TELUS is a telecommunications company in Canada, similar to a Verizon in the U.S. In 1999, Darren took over the company uh, as a young 35-year-old and came in with a vision to transform a landline and a long-distance company, an organization that made money out of landline and long-distance, and transform it into a company that is data, IP, and wireless. And you think about that back in 1999 when dial-up internet and maybe high speed was just entering. That is transformational. And the way Darren did it was not through force, was by bringing the people along through the journey. And I watched him develop his leadership team. I had the opportunity to work with him and build a channel within the business. Um, I got to learn a lot from his vision and why he believed that data IP and wireless was going to be where the world was going. And, you know, fast forward 22 years, um, here we are in a world where you couldn't live without data or wireless. 
In fact, most of TELUS's revenues are, are from there today. But it was also an organization where Darren was very focused on the development of the people um, and doing what's right within the value equation. And so while it was important to drive results, it was also important to drive results in a way that was respectful, in a way that was development developmental for the team, and in a way that allowed the community around you to benefit from it. And one of the things today that TELUS continues to do under Darren's leadership is give back to the community and develop on that. And so for me, I look at that as, I look at Darren as a, as a true leader that I take a lot of the, um, a lot of the values that he has created within that organization. And I try to live those values within my own life. The second person, um, more recent, obviously, and you will know him too, Adam, is the current chairman of MasterCard, a gentleman by the name of Ajay Banga. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he took over the organization, which was essentially an association um, that was run by the banks. And he took over this organization and really changed the narrative for the company. And why that's important to me is, you know, we're in a we're in a fast-paced world today where there is a lot of competition. And you have to be able to differentiate yourself amongst the competition. And how you do that is by having great people. And the only way you you get great people is if you've got a strong vision, you've got a vision that people buy into, and you are demonstrating that you are leading to drive that vision. And the, the vision that Ajay brought to the table was a world beyond cash. And if you think about that in its simplest form, that is, how do we eradicate cash from a world where, um, how do we eradicate cash from a world where it is very prominent, 85% of the world is transacting in cash today, and what are the products and services that we can bring that will help to, to reduce that and drive financial inclusion, both for the developed and the developing world. And again, so I take a lot from that because in the world that I'm in today with Afterpay leading the North American business, we've got people who are emulating to be like us all the time. And what we're trying to do is continually offer differentiation both to our merchants and to our consumers, but also a place where our employees and our team feel like they're part of the of the mission and the vision and they want to drive the the differentiation in the market as well and both of these two uh individuals have really helped me uh form a lot of the values and the way i think about leadership uh in my own life from here i i've got a mini question i'm going to put in the middle here because it like begs itself to be asked you know darren pushed forward a world beyond the landline. Ajay pushed forward and still is a world beyond cash. Is there a world beyond dot, dot, dot that you could sum it up as? I, I'd be curious because that would be a really c- cool way to 
tell your own story. I mean, what better way to emulate those people who you consider as role models than to take a similar form? I mean, maybe the next person beyond you will have their own. I'm just curious. Has that crossed your mind before? Yeah, absolutely. I think we're, we're moving into a world where personalization and privacy are two very key and important things. And, you know, consumers want to have things that matter to them presented to them. Uh, merchants want to present what matters to a consumer. But at the same time, my information um, is my information and I want, to, I want it to be used for ways in which it can benefit me. And so, you know, very, you know, we are, we are very keen on bringing our consumers um, things that matter to them and helping to drive our merchants business. But we're also, you know, very cognizant and aware that we want to make sure that our consumers um, data and information is dealt with in, in a way that is not uh, compromising in any way to them. And so personalization and, and privacy are two key things that I think are going to lead the way uh, into the future. And, you know, um, I, I know a little bit about blockchain to be able to, to be dangerous with it. Um, but blockchain really allows for a lot of that to come to life. And I think we're going to see a lot more around that technology over the coming years and how it plays into the experience space. And isn't it appropriate that very recently, the organization that declared they were acquiring Afterpay yeah. <laughs> changed its name to Block. So yes, I, I think you probably know a lot more than folks pretty soon. That's what I'm, <laughs> that's what I'm guessing. That's my speculation, not yours, but uh, I would, I would hope so. All right. We talk plenty about human leadership here, about role models and the way that you uh, make change through influence, not force. But that first adjective that appears in your LinkedIn profile that drew me to this conversation, well, actually drew me to meet you a couple of years ago, is that word authentic. It's the word that I love. It's the word that I try to define on a daily basis, but more so I listen to it through the lens of the leaders that I get to talk to. So let me uh, try and put this as plainly as I can. If there were a dictionary uh, that was on your shelf and it was every definition of every word as you saw it and you flipped open to the page that started with the word authenticity, how would you define it? It's a, it's a great question. Um, I would put it into a few key, key components. I think the first one is self-awareness to realize that you, your positives that you bring to the table, um, your opportunities for growth and where you need to, to develop. So self-awareness is key. The second one I would say is, you know, the ability to, to lead with passion. Um, it's very easy to lead with an iron fist, but it's not easy to lead with passion. And you have to love what you do. And people can see that. I see that in Nick and Anthony all the time. They love what they do and they love the change that they're bringing to the world. And that excites me. And it, and it makes me love what I do in this organization to help, uh, to help grow it in the North American business. Um, you know, the, the focus on, on the long term is extremely important as well. While it's, it's great to have the short term wins, um, having that vision and sharing that vision and demonstrating what we're doing for that longer term is extremely, extremely important. Um, and then the last piece is really around integrity. 
You've got to be able to do things with integrity and people can see right through you if you are not being genuine to what you do and you don't have integrity. And so for me, that is that defines authenticity. The second thing, if I can say, is, you know, I, I talked about why I joined Afterpay and how amazing our two co-founders are, the humility that they bring to, to the table, the transparency that they bring to the table. And it's great. But for me to try to emulate them would not necessarily be authentic. I think what I bring to the, to the table is the ability to complement them and those great qualities. And the sum of us all in this organization is truly what is going to make and continues to make us that organization that people want to be a part of, both from an employee perspective, a consumer perspective, and a merchant perspective. But it has to come naturally. And I think if if you're trying to be something that you're not, people will see through it. And it's important to drive what's important to, from, from your perspective um, as a leader into the organization and have people buy into it. It's also important to show that you're vulnerable and that you make mistakes and that you also are human and that just because you're leading a, an organization or uh, a region, that does not mean you have all the answers. And so it's a long way of describing authenticity, Adam, but I think it, it encapsulates all of those different concepts and ideas. Last question, which I'll throw at you directly on that list. Um, after giving that definition, and thank you for doing so, what advice can you give to others about how to carve their own paths to it? What I'm really asking is, how would you advise that other pave their own authentic avenue as we close out today? Yeah, we move, you know, we're in a, we're in a fast-paced world. There's a lot of um, moving pieces around us all the time. And it, and it can be hard to stay focused and true to your, your vision or your personal mission or your organizations, um, especially with all of the change that's happening around us. There's so many distractions. And, you know, you see a success on one side, you see a success on the other. I think the key thing here is to remain focused and define your success. Write it down. What is success to you as an individual? and to you as an individual within that organization. And how do you then bring that out to help drive the change that you want to see or that you want to be? And you know, one of the greatest things I've learned from, from Nick and Anthony is how they just balance a lot of these opportunities while growing the business in a responsible way, but continuing to give you know, the, the rest of the leaders and the team, the rope to make the decisions to deliver at that, at that high level. And so I go back to it. it. It requires focus. It requires you identifying your level of personal success and how that um, translates into what you want to deliver within the organization from a success perspective. And most importantly, it's surrounding yourself with people that buy into the vision and have the same value system that you do. Successes can be counted in many ways, but I think it's important to have um, you know, success where how you do it, what you do, and where you're going is transparent and where people feel like they are part of the journey with you 
and that as you go through ups and downs, you're all in it together. Well put. Can't wait to see what y'all do um, as part of the, the the block family and as this buy now, pay later continues to explode. Thank God you're at the helm as a hero. <laughs> really appreciate your thoughts here, especially on that A word. Thanks so much for joining me. Thanks, Adam. Good to speak with you. I think Zaheer's a great chat. I love that he has begun to pave his own path in a similar way to how his role models have done with the way that they've led their massive businesses. Zaheer now gets to do that for Afterpay, and hopefully his words have uh, shed some light on the way that you are building your journey forward, whether it be for your own business or for somebody else's. And hey, maybe someday you'll get acquired for $29 billion. Uh, Until then, you can keep listening to this show and get more perspectives like it. Um, You could follow here, um, wherever you're listening. If you're listening on podcast platforms, maybe you're listening to the audio version of this on YouTube. I'm on LinkedIn as well. Adam Connor on Authentic Avenue, where I'm posting everything, not only for this show, but for a few others I do. And you can also email me, adam at authav.com. And let me know what you're thinking of this show and what I can be doing in 2022. It's coming very soon. I've got a few thoughts on it. I'll do a little reflection on this podcast a little later in the year, closer to New Year's. But for now, uh, I'm going to leave and I'll see you real soon again with another fantastic story about how somebody else defines that A word. I'll be back until the next time I get real again with you there. Thanks for taking a walk with me down Authentic Avenue and we'll see you later.